Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor for a church called Seoul here at Alustar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So, in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us to expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to Soul Food. This episode is brought to you by friends and family of Soul. It is good again to have you, Lynette Chai. Thank you. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> uh, the last one was really um, heartwarming. And of course, thank you for being such a good friend and uh, walking us through this conversation. I believe it's going to help a lot of people. But this episode, I, I realized there is a, a trend going on. And I think mm-hmm. you do too, you know, how people say that, hey, learn to say no, you know. We don't want to be a society where we always say yes. Don't be a yes man. Um, but I want to give a little context first, you know. I think mm-hmm. um, there is a wise way or a right way to go about it. So on Soul Food, I don't want to make it a blanket statement to say that, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, learning to say no is a part of your life. But no, I think it's really learning the right time to say no. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think if we are not wise, then we would just jump into conclusion and then we have this um, uh, arching kind of context that we live by. Uh, You know, if anyone asks me, I'm going to say no to everything. So it's not that. And the conversation that that I want to have with you today is because I realize um, with some conversations I have with some people in our Mm -hmm. community as well is that Sometimes they struggle with, you know, saying no to their bosses. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you a scenario. So, I think there's already an unhealthy culture in the company. Um, because, uh, like, some of these guys, when they tell me, it feels as if they need to be present at their table. Then, baru de chokang. You know, it's like they're only mm. looking then. Mm. So, with that culture, now, with the lockdown and everyone's working from home, they feel oh, that it's the boss has this hovering kind of like unintentional thing where if you don't answer your phone promptly mm-hmm. or swiftly, you know, it's as if you are lazy. You are not working, mm-hmm. you know. So, and when I hear that, I, I really feel for them. Then I'm like, yo, you got to learn to say no, man. Like, I think it's okay to answer your boss at nine to five if that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But at 7.30 when you're helping your friends, uh, or your family, you know, it's your own space and time. And then now you're having this fear. And, and of course, again, this fear is real because then the fear they have is, oh yeah, if I don't answer my boss, then my boss fire me, I don't have a job anymore. So I think yeah. there's a lot of real struggle going on here. So I think in your experience, mm-hmm. and I think you've dealt with people like this before. So what are your thoughts about this? I don't just deal with people like this before. I'm dealing it myself. Like, oh, gosh. Even I'm oh, not right. good at saying no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not saint. I I also struggle with saying no because so it's, like a, it's a thing that a lot of people because, suffer. Then yeah, it is. So so I guess this. I'm really glad that you bring this up because as we are sharing this, I think I also want our listeners to understand that while I might be giving the right way, okay, um, doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. 
doesn't mean saying no is easy. Totally get um, you. Yeah, it is. It is hard, and and we don't know where you are coming from. We don't know your situation. We don't know your context. Mm-hmm. It might always. It will always be seen as it's easier said than done. Yes, I'm with you on this, but yeah. but let's just try. Let's, let's just do try. it. Yeah. Um. So what's your first question again? So, <laughs> how do we do that? Like, like, for example, right? The reality of the fear. Oh my gosh, yeah. my boss might fire me. But okay, okay. I'm losing my mind. Right. Maybe to answer that question, first to answer another. Um, why are we so propelled to say yes? Hmm. Okay. So, you know like how all this while we don't hear people say, you need to learn to say yes. Like we never, we were never taught to say yes, but we just seem to be born to be very obedient. Like it's always yes and yes. Mm-hmm. Like we have to obey, we have to oblige. Yeah. Is it upbringing? I don't know. But why are we so propelled to say yes? What do you think? Hmm. I think in the context of this, right? Why are they propelled to say yes? Is mm. based on fear. Like when okay. this when this friend of mine told me about you know again this toxic culture they have in their company and then now uh, toxic culture in the company when they are not at the table the boss feels like they're not working now they're at home right. when they, they don't promptly answer the phone it's as if that they are not working as well but now I mm-hmm. think when when they share their issue or their problem is is the off office hours mm. you know um, I mean I, I can't speak for the boss I, I don't know where their bosses are at but at least for this friend and these people in our community that have been talking to us, I feel for them. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. so easy, like you said this now, it's so easy to tell them, dude, say no. Like, don't mm-hmm. answer your phone. But I think some of them experience where they get a text, like, hey, when I call you, answer your phone, mm. you know? Um, and, and then, you know, because I think it feels as if the boss is also stressed, you know, during the MCO, they might lose clients, right. you know, or, Stuff like that. I mean, these are all real things. So now, as you are an employee, <laughs> you know, oh gosh, mm. mentally is going mm-hmm. to really affect you. So, mm-hmm. how, how do we say no, man? That's fear. I guess, I guess we want to look at it first from the angle of that fear that you have or we have. Mm-hmm. Is it a real fear? Mm-hmm. What is do you mean it? By that? Like, is it something that you have really witnessed yourself? That you really receive a threatening text or, or a very demeaning text from your boss? Or is it really just an unspoken culture? You, you don't know about it, but because that's what you hear. Mm-hmm. And then you just follow suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's very different. Like two different battles, right? Yeah. If it's just hearsay and it's just like an atmosphere... People, mm-hmm. monkey see, monkey do. Then maybe it's worthwhile to clarify. Mm. You know, like to, to really talk to your boss, have a conversation. I know that it is hard. Some bosses are really not the talking type or yeah. the people type, mm-hmm. right? Don't talk to me about your feelings. I just want your, your, you to get your job done. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy, but... But if it's important for you and and living under fear is no fun. Mm, that's right. May, yeah, may, maybe we want to at least help us to understand the situation better, you know, like to clarify, is this really the culture? Because 
the thing is, it comes in a cycle. Mm. If you're constantly under fear, trust me, you're not going to perform in the long run. Mm, that's so true. Right? And then when you can't perform in the long run, what do you get? You get the same old thing. <laughs> you <laughs> probably get bashing. So, so some things have to happen somewhere. Right. And, and if you were to garner enough courage, I think the first thing to do is to first clarify with your boss. Like, so, is there some misunderstanding? Right. So what if now the scenario is the boss is threatening them? Mm-hmm. Right. They, they see it. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they recognize it. What do they do then? Do they leave the company? Take a bold step of faith? <laughs> like, I, I tell you, right, sometimes I really want to say that. Like, I got to be honest with you, Lynette. Like, come on, risk it, right? But you just can't say that. Like, especially now times are so unprecedented and it's just right. oh gosh you know what I mean yeah so what should that person do okay we always come back to what is within your control mm. right You're right so your boss's behavior is not within your control mm-hmm. the words that he say is not within your control but what you can react or respond to the situation is within your control so so if you think, I think it's really weighing pros and cons. Um, mm. If you think that staying in the company is the only thing, is the only safe thing to do because of livelihood, right? Then, then you, we want to make a bit of adjustments um, to help us cope with our mental health a little better. So mm. learn maybe helpful ways to diffuse that 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 bomb in our head, or to right. learn better way to manage our time. Is this, is this like a coping try, mechanism kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, like like cope cope with the current situation, make choices mm-hmm. based on what you have because it is it's very real. Like I'm not gonna tell you like you know what, just meditate over it and then you'll be okay. <laughs> oh man, no, no, no. It's not gonna happen. Right. But if if you really need food on the table and this is your only possible option right now, mm. then we gotta work around it. Right, right. Yeah. But, but what I want to say is that there are a lot of ways to work around it. But a lot of times we are very stuck with just one solution. We thought that there is only one way. So, so maybe I can really encourage everyone here who is listening to, to, have a, to be a bit more adventurous on exploring your options. Mm. You know, like talk to different people. Sometimes we think that this is the only way. Like, or we, always, or we think that no point talking to my boss, Mama. But I tell you so many yeah, times that, when that I encourage attitude, my yeah. client, when I encourage my client to just try, you know, there's really no harm trying. You're already in this hole right now. Yeah. Why not we try? I know it's hard, but, but a lot of times when they try and when they approach, to their surprise, their, their boss's reaction is very different from what they imagine it to be. Hmm. Because let's not forget that our bosses are also human beings. Right, right. Yeah, mm. and and maybe that comes that that will lead to another topic altogether. Like, how do you then talk to your boss? That will be yeah, conversation, yeah. like managing difficult conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a simple, I think, a some a, a short answer to that is everyone wants to be understood. Everyone wants to be understood, right? So, if you are planning to talk to your boss, yeah, try to go in with the attitude of you want to understand why is your boss react behaving that way. 
instead of going in with the attitude of, I want you to understand that you're making me very stressful. Right. I know that that is your ultimate, I know that that is your ultimate yes, yes. goal. Uh-huh. But but going with curiosity because when you really understand what's going on, on the other side, Mm-mm. you just gather more information before you you start shooting your bullet. Mm, yeah, because like to just express to your boss how you feel, what you're going through, it's like a throwing a big no to their face. Like I don't want to do this anymore, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think learning how to to say the right words, and I think. What I realize is sometimes with bosses, right, is when you mm. learn to bring solutions to them instead of like coming up with um, complaints, complaints and all, issues. right? You know, mm. and and this is one of the ways I encourage my friends, you know, who are who are going through. It. I said, hey, you know what? Um, why not present a solution? You know, instead of just like complaining. You know, sometimes uh, I, I like what you said just now. It what is within our control. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we we forget that um, uh, what is within our control and we get overwhelmed by all these negative impacts that are taking place and which are very real, which are very real. Yeah, it happens. It happens. You know, I'm not going to sidetrack that or, or say that it's just a small matter. No, I mean, it, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, if I need my space, like dinner time with my family, next thing I know, I get a call from my boss or my supervisor, you know, eh, it's really daunting. You know, one time, two times is fine. But like, you know, every day or three times in a week is going to yeah. add up. You know, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the, 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 the relationship between an employee and a boss, right? But let, let's get a little controversial. How about like between family members? Like, let's say mm-hmm. you're, you're a teen, high schooler, right? Or a college student <laughs> living with your parents. Okay. I'm sure the listeners Tough out there, one. you know what I mean? We are trained, you mentioned this now, we are trained to be obedient. You know, we got to listen to our parents and everything. But, I mean, reality is, what if, you know what, hey, I, I just want to be in my room right now. I, I, I got to, it's, it's not about me playing games. or You know, like, like one of the complaints I hear during the MCO is like, like, Pastor DK, my mama get angry with me, you know, I play games, but I really didn't play games. You know, <laughs> said, what what are you what are you doing, man? I said, I'm just lying down in my room. You know, it's just they are also they are being affected by the MCO. Like they they want to hang out with their friends, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. play tennis, football, badminton, but they just can't. You know, so and, and they also know like ah, it's not like playing games will solve anything. So they're lying down, right? But their parents, you know, first automatic thing is like, ah, you see lah, my son in the room means playing games. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're feeling that. So, how do we like, how do we encourage young people to like, no ma, <laughs> can I have some space? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it's very tricky. I know very it's tricky. very tricky, right? But, but I think, okay, <laughs> I think your question is not about, should they say, should they draw that boundary? The question is how to draw that boundary. Right, right, right. I think that's right. a better way to put it. How to draw that boundary. Yeah. I, the short answer is definitely communication. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's what I it's tell them. <laughs> com- it's definitely communication. But, but how do we communicate to, to our parents? Um, I wouldn't say it's any different from from how we should communicate with our bosses, but all the more trickier because we have expectations for our parents. 
Mm. Yep. Okay, to to bosses or to friends, we we have lower expectations. We don't really expect them to understand us. Mm. But with people who are very close to us, we have this added layer of expectation. And yep. that makes every conversation harder because the 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 over the hovering statement is you should understand me. Why? Why are you not understanding me? Always gets in the way of effective communication. Hmm. That's so good. Yeah. So, so I think if we can take that out or at least make space for that that statement hmm. or that or that expectation, and just really try to communicate freely. And and if I may suggest, not expect in return. They they understand or not is really another story. Mm. but try to tell at least try to communicate what you're doing how you're feeling and how is this helping you I I, I want to ask what you think about this because mm. when it was when this case was presented to me how I encouraged them was more of a solution base so I, I told them like hey you know what um, I know it's going to be tough at home and the reality is that this is what you're going through. So maybe win some brownie points. I tell them just, you know, just <laughs> momentum, you know, like maybe do the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, volunteer to do the dishes. Um, maybe try to learn to wash the clothes, you know, maybe sweep the floor or mop the floor, you know, if you can. Um, try to be in the hall. Like try to, so this one I want to ask you, Peter, I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not, but I'm, what I'm asking them to do is like, hey, you know what? It's the reality is yeah it's it's hard like you know our parents you know we tell us to do something we gotta follow them you know mm-hmm. it's like our voice sometimes don't matter that kind of thing mm-hmm. so you win your way lah you know you kind of like win some brownie points at home yeah. then when you're at in the room you maybe your mom is like ah okay lah my son today help me do you think mm-hmm. this method will work <laughs> you you would you know you should know my answer by now that I will always say there's no right or wrong. <laughs> Way of uh, way of handling because everyone is different, right? Parents mm-hmm. are different as well. But I, I definitely think that this is one of the ways. Right. But I think what you're trying to get at is um, to get, I think it's to get the parents in the known. Because mm. a lot of times when parents act up because they, are, they think that they're always in the unknown. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Right. So if you prep them enough, like, look, I'm going to do this, do this, and then I need this. Mm-hmm. It gives them a sense of security or so, and then they might be able to accept it better. It's a lot of times that they, they just don't know what you're doing and, and they don't know how to respond to that. Then they come out differently, you know, like maybe it comes out in frustration. Yeah. And, and of course, this goes back to effective communicating. So what you're trying to say, which I want to be clear, is that to actually literally tell our parents, I mean, your parents that, dad, mom, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, do this. Just want you to know that. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Tell them exactly what it means to me, you know, that, for, I, I don't know, maybe some parents, they work better with illustration or, <laughs> or comparison. So right. I, maybe I will tell that, you, know, you see, you know, when dad comes back from work, he will sit there and look at his newspaper, but actually he wasn't reading anything. Uh-huh. That that to me is actually staying in my room or scrolling my phone. Mm. Yeah, get, get them to see that because 
they they think that okay, reading newspaper is their me time, but scrolling phone means we are not doing anything. Lynette, you're gonna make a lot of high schoolers happy when they hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm not gonna say that it's okay to do whatever that you are doing. It's just that we yeah. it's, it's it's really about communicating yeah, yeah. and I, communication, I, right? I think again, the context is um, with what's happening now, right? Yeah. And, and also at the same time with a growing teenager or a high schooler or a campus student who's staying at home, I think space is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to to have that space to to think, to imagine, you know, or to just think about nothing. You know, I think, I think all those moments yeah. are important. Um, sometimes I just tell some of my students, you know, I say, hey, dude, ah, you've got a backtrack record, lah, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite tough. And I think it's a very legit concern. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. I tell them, I said, look, the other thing is I think you need to build trust in that space. I think when trust is built, then when you mm-hmm. say no, your parents will be able to like, okay, you know what, I actually respect your decision. But if you have a bad track record, right? Yeah. It's quite hard, you know. And and so yeah, but I, I just find that, you know, that sometimes I guess. I haven't reached to that level yet, but I when I hear from the students of mine, yeah, it can be really daunting. You know, they just they really when they come and meet me, right? Then it's like, DK, really, you know? <laughs> My parents. And, and I totally get them. Lah. So yeah, I think effective communication. But so now we have covered the fact of a boss, an employee, parents, and uh, their child. How about spouses? You're married. I'm married mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I think during this pandemic, um, my wife is here in this space as well. I find my caveman moment increased. Mm. Like, um, I guess it's a like you need thing. more space. Yeah, you know, um, it's a, it's. I, I'm using my my own life example through this. You know. Um, we were really blessed by Isla. She is um, not fussy as when she was younger. I mean, she's five years old right now. Mm-hmm. But Kyle, our, our our son, you know, he mm. uh, we la- <laughs> he has this label called MCO baby. He hasn't been out of the house and all that, so <laughs> he's always been with okay. us. Um, his cry, his his crying can get really annoying sometimes. Like. Whoa, it really gets to me, you know. And of course, I'm aware of that, you know. I mean, when I recognize that, okay, what's driving me crazy, I realize it's his crying, you know. But at the same time, we are also trying to win him off, you know, not to always carry him or give him what Mm -hmm. he wants, you know, at the same time, because we also want to do... So many things to juggle, right, at the same time. So (laughs) then, Caroline and I, we will have like... So (laughs) before we sleep, I'll be like, babe, I just need some 10 minutes. Then she's like, Dan, it's not 10 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think a lot of spouses out there, you know, even like, I know there was a couple that is not married. They're dating right now. And I think they got overwhelmed. I think one of their fights was like, uh, Pastor DK, like my boyfriend, just messaged me and said, I need some space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I know what the boyfriend is. Again, the context is the guy is a nice guy. He's an amazing boyfriend, you know, but mm-hmm. the girlfriend is frustrated. Like when she got that text, she's like, what do you mean you need some space? You know, and 
the reality of him, you know, he's already at home the whole day working, the bosses are dead and all. And then he just said like, babe. <laughs> so what, what I told him is that actually to communicate again, like, you know, tell, tell her how yeah. much you love her and you need your space. But again, in this, I'm sure you have talked to people before. What are your thoughts about this? Like, if, let me try to get your question right. So, so is it, is it a should or should not? Like, should, should couples or spouses or partners I think reclaim can, that space? I think we can establish first that it's right to have a safe space. I think it's necessary even to have yes. a space, you know, to, to recuperate uh, as individuals, husband and wife, you know, I think, or, or couples, you know, I think that yep. is vital. Um, but I think when I say learning how to say no, you know, it's like, let's say for example, your husband or your wife come tells you like, Hey, Mm -hmm. um, let's watch a movie together. Babe, no, you know, maybe not now, Mm -hmm. but if it's taken wrongly, it could be like, why don't you watch a movie with me? What's wrong? Like, come Mm, on. Don't love me anymore. Don't love me anymore. So how do we go about that? Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take on a very probably a very a, a, a bit more different role than just now. I think okay. um let's look at this no because I think what we have been talking about, this no seems to be a no like saying no is about giving drawing that space for ourselves. Right. Okay, helping us to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there is also a different kind of no here which usually happens in relationships. Mm. When we say no, is it no for space? No for self-growth? Or is it no to avoid something important? Wow, okay. That's so like, the, exam- like the, 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 the example that you gave, like I, I, I don't want to watch a movie now. I don't know, but is it something that you're avoiding? Is it, okay, I don't know. I'm just really giving uh, examples. Like maybe because every time when, you're, when your girlfriend says, let's watch a movie means conversations time. Like she will throw you some very tricky questions and you somehow don't know how to answer or whatever you answer also she says is wrong. And you kind of don't like that moment. So mm. when, you, when you say no to that, you're actually avoiding that moment. Mm. Just that it is being disguised in the name of I need space. Mm, right. Are so, we correct. So likewise for all the other examples that we have talked about. You know, if you clearly know that that no is to give yourself space to grow, to mm-hmm. be better, by all means. But if it's not, then we want to look at what is the cause of it. Wow. That, that is fascinating. So, I think, um, I think we, can, we can think about this. Like, with every no that we say, we are saying yes to something else. Hmm. And that yes that you are saying to gives you a lot of clue about what your value is. Mm. Like, for example, like in this situation, like if I say no to my to my spouse for that um for that couple time, mm-hmm. um, am I saying yes to rest or I'm saying yes to I give myself a time to, um, or am I saying yes to not needing to face it? Mm. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a big project that your, that your boss gives you. When you say no, is it a form of self-care? 
like you know that you really cannot take it anymore. If you take it in, your pressure is going to rise and then and then you're going to collapse. Is it saying yes to self-care or you are not taking it because you're afraid of failure? Mm. So you're saying yes to that protection that you're giving yourself. Right. Then it's two, right? then it's two different things. Again, altogether. it's understanding why we are saying that no. Right. And I think this is what we want to establish through this conversation because like I said just now, you know, I've heard so many people making blanket statements that mm-hmm. no should be the way to living, you know. And when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, that's a very reckless thing to say, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. there are times where we've got to learn how to pull through it or be obedient, you know, yeah. um, to honor people. I, I think that those are vital. We cannot forego those things. But, at this, mm-hmm. but what's important, sorry, not at the same time, what's important is to understand why we say that no. And thanks, Lynn. I, right. I, it's such a fresh perspective to the no that I'm saying, is it for my self-growth or the no that I'm saying is because I'm avoiding something? Yeah. And I think tonight it answers a lot because like with the different scenarios that I gave you, right? Like, you know, let's say mm-hmm. take for example, a, a parent and a child. When I say no to my mom and dad, am I avoiding something? Yeah. You know? Like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, mom again? Like now, now you should tell me about this. Like the conversations with people I'm going to have now is going to be completely different, right? And with the bosses mm-hmm. and, their, and their employees. When I say no to my boss, am I trying to run away from a bigger problem? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. or actually really like, I need really some time to grow or else I cannot produce. All right. Wow, that's that's really yeah. fascinating. And, and if let's say let's say your value as an employee is to, or or not employee, your value as a person is is achievement, right? And you mm. know that taking up this project is going to take a lot from you, but you know that doing it actually align is in alignment with who you want to be, mm-hmm. your values to achieve. Then it gives you a cost to run, to right. to go through that that tough time. Right, right. Yeah. I so, I love having these conversations with you because whenever I talk to you, I begin to realize how fascinating, I'm quoting you, how fascinating human beings are, <laughs> right? We are so complex because so here complex. I am, you know, asking you from just this one, one aspect of things, but from this one aspect, there's so many facets, like you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. that because I think what I realize with the people I'm just thinking right now off my head and seeing the people that I'm, I meet and talk to them, I think most of them are actually trying to avoid something, you know, mm. to say no to their bosses, to say no to their parents, or say no to their spouses. Um, and the example you gave just now, you know, like movie time means equals questioning you, you know, and what mm-hmm. you do through the day. And I think it's vital um, if we can boil it all down to effective communication. And I think this is what you said just now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn, I, I really appreciate this conversation. Again, this is not the end. I, I'm looking forward to many more conversations yeah. in the future together with you. But before we, we end this uh, episode, mm-hmm. what is something that you can encourage all of us, especially during this season, especially this mm. season, to, to quote you again, to create that boundary or that healthy boundary for ourselves? Mm-hmm. I think first is to understand that saying no is not just about doing what is comfortable and relaxing. Okay, sometimes 
doing something initially you don't want to do and making the choice to do what's uncomfortable because making that choice tells you about what kind of person you are that is that is important and that is that is what if if that means saying no then that it is and and sometimes saying no can also look like making a plan to pay off your debt hmm you know like saying no to entertainment saying no to extra expenses you know right. it's not it's not comfortable if you have been spending and if that is how you're what how, what what you have been doing to 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 feel good to feel better asking you to not spend now or asking you to not spend, spend so much on eating for example mm-hmm. you know because that that helps you to make a better plan to pay off your debts that is also a part of saying no saying no to other things right right yeah and saying no also means it could also mean like it could also mean sticking to a hard routine. Right. So it yes. doesn't so have true. it doesn't it doesn't it is not just about making you feel comfortable. That's that's my point. And mm. and saying no, I mean whatever whatever that we have tried we have been trying to establish, saying no is a form of self-care. Like we want to protect ourselves, right? Like right. we want to take care of ourselves, but taking care of ourselves doesn't mean comfortable. It's not wow. going to the spa. Is not catching up a movie. That's not just what <laughs> right. self care is all about. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we want to get that right first, mm. and and also know that when you're ready to set boundaries, um, people people are gonna take a while to adjust to it, and that mm. is okay. Yeah. Wow. Imagine you are someone who never say no to your boss, and now all of a sudden you realize your own needs and wants, and mm-hmm. then you want to start setting boundaries. People are going to take a while and that is yeah. okay. Right? People are going to take time to adjust and you're going to take time to adjust. But if I can encourage all of you would be people who truly love you, would love you more and respect you even more when you behave more authentically, when you learn how to take care of yourself. Right. Thank you so much, Lin. I think from that last one, what I caught is that self-care does not necessarily mean comfortable. Yeah. It's not just about eating ice cream. You're right. <laughs> that is a very unhealthy coping mechanism. Thanks again, <laughs> Lynn. I really appreciate your time. Uh, once again, you can connect with Lynette on IG. She's there. She's present. She's a licensed counsellor. Um, thanks again, Lynn. Really My appreciate pleasure. your time. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen and we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.